I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Everybody, welcome into the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast. I'm Greg Bedard. No Nick Cattles this week. He's a little bit under the weather, and he's obviously not that tough, so we will go on without him. Of course, we are brought to you by Athletic Greens, your one-stop shopping for 75 high-quality vitamins to help you start your day right, and betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on sports. So uh, this week, now that the Super Bowl is over, I think we might touch on the Super Bowl a little bit later, but at this point, uh, I'm kind of talked out about the Super Bowl. Um, if you want to know my thoughts on it, you can head over to bostonsportsjournal.com. I wrote a column the night uh, the night of the game, <clears throat> sort of giving you my quickie thoughts on the game and you know how it affects the Patriots and the Chiefs coming after the Patriots a little bit. And look, I understand they are a ways off. They need to get to number three. There's no guarantee they'll ever get there. Um, if they get there quickly, like next season, all right, you know, now we're talking about a uh, game on between the Chiefs and the Patriots, even though the Chiefs had uh, the Patriots had two dynasties. The Chiefs are working on one. They are not there yet for sure. Uh, but so this week, uh, sort of wanted to talk about, you know, where I see the Patriots going into this offseason, how quickly they can get back to being real contenders. I, I you know, I think they have a. They have a solid team. They've done a better job with the coaching. I think an underrated aspect of bringing aboard Billy O'Brien is that it now allows Bel- Bill Belichick from because what I heard, he basically spent all his time with the offense this past season. And I think you saw some slippage in the defense against the good teams and special teams, of course, which was one of the worst, um, you know, in the league. So, you know, when I look at the Patriots going into 2023 and over at BSJ, you know, I've already been through my depth chart. That's um, for members. They get to see that it's color coordinated uh, with contract status, player grades, things like that. And it sort of gives you a 10,000 foot view of where I see the Patriots and, um, you know, sort of building off of that, and I also have all the needs that I think they need to hit. And it even goes, it goes from, you know, my number one need in terms of lining up tomorrow to play is a free safety. And that's going on the, the expectation that Devin McCourty is going to retire, which I don't think is a certainty. Devin, I still think Devin's a good player. And, but, you know, what cost and, you know, does he really want to play? We'll see. Um, in my opinion, to fix that, I'm not going into free agency or anything like that, even though, of course, you're looking for an under-the-radar type of guy that maybe you can develop and hit on. But for now, based on what the Patriots have, and they don't really have a free safety, we'll see what Joshua Bledsoe is. I think he's more of a strong safety. The Patriots have more than enough strong safeties between Duggar, Adrian Phillips, Joshua Bledsoe. Jabril Peppers is a free agent, but they really lack – 
free safeties. Miles Bryan is a guy on the roster who has done it at times. Um, there is some talk in Twitter circles and things like that about Jonathan Jones being re-signed and moved to free safety. I mean, I'm not going to disregard that. I, I don't think that's very bright. To me, the, the option that is readily apparent there is uh, moving Jalen Mills from cornerback to free safety and importing a number one cornerback. And we will get into that um, in a second. But uh, this is, look, this is not meant to be, um, you know, everything that I would do. Like, you know, one of the BSJ members was like, I'd really like to get another defensive tackle. Yeah, so would I. I mean, there's a lot of things that I would like on this roster. But, you know, they do have players or can sign cheap players like a Carl Davis, re-sign him. To, and all of a sudden you're okay. You know, if they keep Lawrence Guy and don't release him, he's still a solid player. He's declining, obviously. Godshall, they already signed to a contract extension. You have Christian Barmore, who hopefully will regain the step that he lost um, into, you know, with the injury. Uh, hopefully he'll be back in full force for all 17 games. And all of a sudden the Patriots are better on the interior. Then, you know, Dietrich Wise isn't going anywhere. I would love to replace him, even though I think he's a fine player with, you know, a more effective, um, you know, interior guy. Um, and, you know, so so I don't deal with everything in what we're about to talk about in terms of elevating the Patriots to contender status. Um, you know, I, I'm just dealing with what I think is, is really vitally important um, for this team because I do think they're mostly solid. They have a nice young layer of young talent, but um, they are certainly – you know, lacking in some places. Um, one thing I also wanted to address, you know, this time of year, this is fantasy football to me. A lot of the talk that goes on this year. Um, you know, we are not covering a team in a vacuum. We are covering Bill Belichick at 71 years old, his New England Patriots. And I think they have a long track record um, of a certain way of doing things. And I'm not going to veer off of that. I'm not going to list, uh, for example, you know, there's a lot of people talking about like, well, they could create all this additional cap space. Yeah, they could. And I don't disregard that. I mean, I, I've been a proponent and I think Belichick has lagged uh, in, in terms of the times, you know, moving cap space around. Um, I don't think that he, he likes to do it. Could he do it? Could he suddenly turn a new leaf and maybe the craft say, this is what we want you to do? Sure, it could happen. But Belichick's history tells us he's not going to do that. He's he's not really going to. And look, uh, you know, Mike Reese is is one of the best on the Patriots beat. He, he has really good sources, um, you know, on the ownership side. And that, you know, he basically comes out and writes a column where he says the Patriots have about 30 million in cap space and about half of that is going to have to be budgeted for stuff during the season. And they're not really going to have that much room. You know, I think I think that's the direction people should tilt more in terms of, you know, rather than, hey, the Patriots can have 90 million dollars in cap space. Yeah, they could. And Belichick could start dating Giselle uh, in theory. But you know, that the likelihood of that happening is not very good with this team. So I'm not going to get into creating a bunch of cap space. They could do it. I think they should do it. But time after time, I mean, Hunter Henry, they could have extended him a couple years ago to easily create more cap space to help the present teams. And they didn't do it. Instead, 
they redid something to Johnny Smith's contract that would make him basically he has to be on this team for this year, which I just think was just dumb at the time. So um, I just wanted to sort of say those caveats before we get into my list. And, and actually, the, the, the fifth thing on my list is actually not for this year. Uh, I really only have four things that I really want to do or I'd really like to see them make an impact to make them more dangerous. And I filled it out with number five just because I think it's important to do this year. And this is to find a quarterback prospect in the middle rounds, not a Bailey Zappi type who has cement for feet, um, average arm strength at best, game manager. Like, that's not what I'm looking for. Okay. They have that in Z- Bailey Zappi. They still have Brian Hoyer here for now. They're fine at the rock solid backup position. I want a developmental prospect, somebody who is either a really great athlete, really great arm, some sort of special traits where you say, all right, if we park this guy and he sits for at least the next two years and, you know, look, it looks like Mac Jones probably will be here for at least another couple of years. Um, yes, this is a big year for him, but unless he falls on his face, I see them picking up his fifth year option, which means he'll be here for his fourth year and his fifth year. Um, so we're really talking about three years down the road where if the Patriots have somebody in house that they're like, all right, we've brought him along. This guy is, is special and can do some things. Um, we're going to go to him and we're going to let Mac Jones go, or we're going to trade Mac Jones. So that's the type of guy I'm looking for. Now, one of the guys that I mentioned, Hendon Hooker from Tennessee, he's coming off ACL surgery. He's not a perfect prospect. I mean, I, I like a lot about him. But he's also old. You know, I'd love to find, uh, you know, a a quarterback who uh, is young, who has a bunch of really nice skills. Hennon Hooker is 25 years old. He just turned 25. Um, I, that doesn't really scare me, um, you know, in terms of him being, say, 27, 28 when he gets a chance. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers was pretty old i want to say uh he did come out early i want to look at that in a second but so i don't really care who it is and i don't get into draft prospects until april because too much can happen in free agency and trades and who becomes available and that affects who the patriots might get um you know when aaron Rodgers started for the packers in in 2008 he was 25 okay so um, that's definitely a consideration. Um, but I don't really care who it is in terms of get, they get Tanner McKee out of Stanford, six foot six, more of a pocket quarterback. Um, I'm looking for somebody in the middle rounds. Dak Prescott was drafted in the fourth round by the Cowboys um, with upside, and he quickly paid off. Somebody that needs development for a couple of years, Patrick Mahomes sat for a year before becoming a starter. Um, and he was a first round pick, a top 10 pick. Um, I, I think it's important that the Patriots, they, they're, they're, they're set at rock solid, steady backup position. What I want is somebody with some upside, somebody who could be different and I'm turning them over to Billy O'Brien, letting him develop them. He did a lot of good things with Deshaun Watson. Um, that's what I would do. So that's important to me. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So number four on my list. Now we're getting into the crux of how I think the Patriots need to improve, you know, looking at their team. Um, Number four is when I'm getting the offensive tackle. Um, I'm hoping that Broderick Jones out of Georgia is available at 14. If he is, I'm taking him. Um, You know, I'm not really interested in waiting until the second round or whatnot. Um, I want to get a guy who I can at least play right tackle as a rookie and, but has left tackle traits that he can be, you know, switched over. Um, Broderick Thomas, Broderick Jones, excuse me, uh, checks all of those boxes from all that I've heard, all that I've read. I have not watched him play yet. We will get into positional stuff in the lead up to the draft, and I will let you know exactly who I like um, and who I don't like. But, you know, people, I, I know everybody's panicked about the offensive line and tackle. First of all, you need to understand that having a real coordinator in place, that's going to make a world of difference. Getting back to the way Patriots did things on the offensive line for so long, you know, not only Mike identification, but the, you know, the, the quarterback being in charge of things, working with the center with David Andrews, them being able to get in and out of good and bad plays. That's all going to make the offensive line better. Uh, I think you've heard me say that, you know, one player on the team told me that if, if the Patriots had just continued the way they did things in terms of protection and run blocking, then they would have had half the number of hits, sacks, negative plays that they did this year. So just by changing back to the way the Patriots used to do things is going to really help things. And and I do not think the Patriots lack talent on the offensive line. You got to remember, Trent Brown is still under contract. He makes about $10 million a year. Uh, I still think he has a, the potential to be, you know, good at left tackle. I think he's a good left tackle. Yeah, he had penalty problems, but, you know, there's a new offensive line coach in Adrian Clem. Hopefully he can reach Trent Brown and make him that much better. Um, you know, Cole Strange, uh, solid rookie season, about what I expected from him. Um, I think he's going to know that he needs to get bigger and stronger and he needs to work on his technique again having a real offensive line coach is going to help him I think he has a very high ceiling um, whether it's guard or center down the line um, he has all the tools there's no question do after the season do you question a little bit like does he think quick enough at guard where you know things on the inside are a lot quicker maybe you question that a little bit, but still he's so young. Um, I want to see how things play out. I am not down on Cole strange after this year. Um, he did about what I thought he would do. David Andrews is a really good center. Um, they have Rusi uh, sort of in the pipeline developmentally. We'll see how he does a very good right guard could be extended this off season. That would be one of my priorities. And so really you don't have a right tackle. Um, could just, that's, that's over with failed third round pick. He couldn't start. Connor McDermott started over him. Connor McDermott is free agent. I I'm afraid they're going to bring him back. I, you know, he would be a fine veteran backup. I want to get better there. Um, I know Bill Belichick said, thank God we have Connor McDermott. Um, 
boy, was that sad commentary on things with the Patriots. Um, but you know, he's, he's decent. Um, you know, definitely more of a backup type. So I'm looking for that rookie that I can plug in. And if he shows that he can be a left tackle, all the better. Plug him in a left tackle, put Trent Trent Brown at right tackle. <clears throat> and I think you quickly, if Adrian Clem is worth what they're paying him, if he's a good offensive line coach, and I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, I can only go off his track record. Good college track record, not a good pro record. Just, what does that mean? I don't know. We shall see. I have, I definitely have an open mind, but you also have to look at the whole um, history and uh, and you know also the fact that Belichick didn't cast a wide net. It was Clem or Ryan Wendell, who is now the Rams' offensive line coach. Um, but I guess we're gonna have to trust Bill Belichick, even though that trust um, did not do well last year. So that's number four. Number three on my list is something that I broke down extensively um, when I talked to went over the unit ratings for this past season. Uh, evolve at linebacker ASAP. It should have been done years ago. The Patriots are behind at times. It does not affect them in about half their games against mediocre teams and mediocre quarterbacks. Um, you know, when you go through my grades, when you look at how the linebackers graded out against uh, in the best defensive games against, and all of them were against bad quarterbacks and bad offenses, uh, the linebackers rated an A for me in those games, a 3.8 out of five, which is a very high rating against the, in the, in the worst defensive games against the best quarterbacks in the best offense. Um, the linebackers rated an F minus basically a one that's not nearly good enough. And that should put a big spotlight on the Patriots are not good enough um, on defense, especially a linebacker. They're too slow. They're too slow at linebacker. You know, Bentley is solid. I like him. I could get by with him maybe for a year. Uh, he has one more year left on his deal. Jelani Tavai, he w- proved to be a better player than I thought. I told him that to his face, um, being accountable for my evaluation of him. Um, but I still think he is a backup. He's a good, solid backup to have around. I think if he's playing a lot of snaps for you, you're in trouble as a defense against the better offenses. And I think the Patriots need to address that quickly. Uh, Trenton Simpson from Clemson, Drew Sanders uh, from Arkansas via Alabama are two really good athletes. I think, I think Sanders is six foot five. Simpson is six foot three. They can run. Um, it might be available in the second round. Um, you know, I'm looking to get those guys. And, you know, Patriots passed on Devin Lloyd with the Jaguars. I would not have done that. And of course, I even hear some fans in the comments, uh, some readers in the comments saying like, oh, Devin Lloyd wasn't even that good this year. He got benched in Jacksonville. Yeah, that's a different scheme, different coaches. I don't really care what he did in Jacksonville. I know what kind of player he could be if you bring him in here with Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo in their system. I think he would have been much better um, from the get-go. So uh, those uh, those are the top three areas that I would look to improve immediately. We will deal with uh, the, the last two as soon as I tell you about Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to make sure I was getting all my vitamins and nutritional supplements I needed in one place. Now I've been on it for seven months and I love it. 
doesn't taste like it's super healthy, even though it's a green juice. People see green juice and they're just like, well, that's going to taste awful. I'm telling you, this doesn't. It kind of has a mild tropical taste, a little minty, and I actually look forward to it each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. I'm telling you, it's all in there. As soon as you drink it, you feel like you have this boost of energy and a bunch of other things. It feels great. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things you're looking for. I take it first thing in the morning. It's now part of my daily routine and I'd be lost without it. I love how it contains less than one gram of sugar. You know, if you're on diet like me, won't affect that. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills, supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. That's huge in New England in the winter months where we don't see the sun very much. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bedard. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Bedard to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So <clears throat> back to our list. So far, we have hit on a developmental QB with high traits that they can mold into a possible franchise uh, quarterback if Mac Jones doesn't work out. Draft a tackle that can start immediately at right tackle. If he starts at left tackle, great. Broderick Jones, guy from Georgia, is the guy I would like to see. Evolve at linebacker ASAP. Bill did it. Do I have a lot of confidence he's going to do it? No. But look, he has evolved over the years. In, in 2012, he decided, I can't play zone anymore. These quarterbacks are too good, even the crappy ones. I mean, remember when Dan Orlovsky threw for a crap ton of yards? against the Patriots, uh, he changed. He said, we need to go to back to more man coverage. Um, and so that's where we are. Number two, find a dangerous weapon and double up with a draft pick as well. Uh, I would be looking on the trade market. Um, I, you know, People are going to ask about, and they ask about, well, what about this guy in free agency? What about that guy? I hate free agency. I freaking hate it. Most of the time, you're trolling in other people's trash. And you have to give up. Um, you have to pay them a big signing bonus. Um, I just don't like it. I'd rather take somebody else, sign somebody to a big deal, gave them the signing bonus. Now I'm just worrying about base salary. I like that much better. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, I'm open to, um, but I'm not paying his full contract. He's got to take a pay cut. I think he makes like $19 million a year. Not a fan of Mike Evans. Um, you know, I, I don't really want these, you know, big body guys. I want explosiveness. Um, you know, Jerry Judy from the Broncos um, could be available. I I doubt, I kind of doubt that he will be. Sean Payton's, uh, you know, an offensive head coach. He just got there. I'm sure he's going to try to make it work with him. Um, I, you know, I love Jacoby Myers, but I'm not re-upping him if it costs a lot of money. Um, you know, good player, but I want more explosiveness. Um, I'd rather sign like a Braxton Berrios from the Jets, who there's rumors that he might be a cap casualty if he doesn't pay, take a pay cut. Um, you know, I'm just looking for somebody they should be able to, you know, th 
Judy, there should be other guys available in the trade market. We'll see how things play out. We kind of need to see, um, you know, and it could it could not happen until, you know, say closer to training camp because, you you know, you go through the draft. If somebody drafts a wide receiver high, all of a sudden somebody becomes loose. So I can't give you any definite answer, uh, names right now. This is why the Patriots employ a pro personnel department um, year round to think up this stuff. Um, but I'm not, you know, but I really want to find somebody in the draft. Um, <clears throat> Tyquan Thornton was nice, but he's more of a track star, runs straight down the field. I want to find some sort of gadgety guy who can catch the ball, stop, start, go this way, you know, get up to speed really quick. Um, you know, similar to Marcus Jones, but better. And I want a full-time guy like that on offense. Um, but I'm not overly desperate at the position. I mean, you still have Hunter Henry at tight end, who's really good. It'll be better with O'Brien. Uh, Devontae Parker, you know, a lot of people are talking about like DeAndre Hopkins or Mike Evans. Like Devontae Parker is that type of guy for the Patriots, just cheaper um, <clears throat> and younger. Um, Kendrick Bourne, I think with O'Brien will be a weapon. I mean, you have Parker, Bourne, and Tyquan Thornton. You know, the, I would rather I, I, I want to look for some sort of really good athlete, some jitterbug type to pair with those guys, because those guys are a little bit different. Um, you know, but again, I'm not big on uh, free agency at all. Uh, the number one thing on my list um, to make the Patriots more competitive, even in their own division, I'm importing a number one cornerback to get the secondary right. Um it was on Twitter today that basically um, <clears throat> the uh, Kevin Demoff, the Rams uh, team president, um, basically said in an interview, like they're thankful for Jalen Ramsey and what he's done here. And it didn't sound like he's going to be back. Um, you know, I know Ramsey wasn't that great this year, but I think here in New England, um, for a couple of years, I think he could be really good. I think that if you bring him in here, there's a fear factor on defense. You, you know, you have, you line up with Jalen Ramsey, you have Jack Jones, you have Marcus Jones in the slot. Uh, you have Jalen Mills, at free safety. I think the Patriots have um, pieces in the secondary then uh, that can match up with anybody. I mean, Jalen Ramsey versus Stefan Diggs twice a year. That'd be phenomenal. I think that makes the Patriots much better against the better offenses that they face. I think the offense will automatically be better. And I think, you know, they do that. I mean, I, I can't think of the alternatives. I mean, if, you know, Jonathan Jones is nice, but he's not a number one. He got exposed the second half of the season. Uh, I don't think Jack Jones is ready for that. If he'll ever be, including him coming off a suspension at the end of last season. I think Marcus Jones has a, a chance to be a special slot cornerback. They don't have much in the pipeline besides that. Yeah, you know, they could go cornerback at 14 and get a guy, you know, like Joey Porter Jr. You know, I'd be fine with that. But I think I'm hoping to get to tackle, solve my offensive line, and then trade for a cornerback. Patrick Peterson is available as a free agent. Um, you know, he would not be my number one choice. I think he's definitely getting up there in, in, in age and effectiveness. But at least he gives you options. He's a veteran. I think he could do a good job. But, you know, Jalen Ramsey would be um, my number one choice. Um, you know, Jamel Dean is a free agent from the Bucks. I mean, that's going to be a buku contract. 
Um, I'd rather see, you know, Carlton Davis maybe from the Bucks becomes a cap casualty. I'd be interested in that. So, you know, those are my five things that I would do that would get the Patriots quickly up to outsider contender status. And then it's all a matter of, you know, who makes a leap? What's the health situation like? Things like that. Um, so to recap, give yourselves an option down the road at quarterback. Um, so some sort of, sort of special athlete, somebody with special qualities. Uh, tweak the offensive line uh, with an offensive tackle. Get faster at both linebacker spots. I think that would make the Patriots a lot better. Uh, find a weapon uh, via trade or free agency and draft one. And then import a veteran cornerback one and slot everybody down one. I think they do that. A few simple moves that I do think they have the artillery for. I, you know, I'd be open to trading future picks. You know, if the Rams really want a future one for Ramsey, as long as they eat some of the contract, I would be open to, to trading next year's one uh, for that. So that's sort of my plan. What do you think about that? Um, you know, let me know on Twitter or you have my email address, greg at bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, and by the way, while we're talking about that, make sure on the podcast, make sure you give us give us a rating, give us a review. It really helps everything and we'd greatly appreciate it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So uh, one more thing before we head out of there, I wanted to um, highlight. So my team needs for this team, I uh, just want to give you the headliners after going through my depth chart. Um, and, and I sort of, well, I said this before, but, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with, they can't, there's two positions where the Patriots can't line up tomorrow and start and, and compete in a game. One is right tackle. Right now, I guess Andrew Stuber, uh, who never really did anything, you know, would be the starter at right tackle and at free safety. I guess you could say Miles Bryant would be the free safety. So uh, my team needs free safety. Starting offensive tackle, we've talked about. Um, tight end. The Patriots have nothing in the pipeline at tight end. They could extend Hunter Henry. But I'm guessing since they extended uh, Johnny Smith for cap reasons, I bet you they went to Hunter Henry first and he said, nah, because he's got a chance to become a free agent after this season and and get a big contract again. He sort of had to take what – there wasn't much of a market last time. He has a big year this year. He goes into free agency. I mean, I'm not turning that down if I'm him, unless the Patriots are willing to pay through the teeth, but I don't think they are. So, you know, you're looking at Hunter Henry could be done after this year. Um, and, yes, he is in a contract year. And John New Smith, you can get out from under his contract after this year. But after that, the Patriots have zero. So they need to find a tight end somewhere. Cornerback, uh, we have talked about. Uh, linebacker, we have talked about. Edge, 
Uh, Josh Uche and Anthony Jennings are headed into contract years and put together, they form one good edge player. There is nothing in the pipeline here. You know, maybe Ronnie Perkins. Is he even still on the roster? Um, he is still on the roster. He was injured. Um, maybe he's it. I don't know. He hasn't shown really anything. Um, you know, Uche is going to be interesting as far as his contract. Um, as of right now, he's a part-time player for the Patriots. Yeah, he had big sack numbers this year. But how far are you willing to go for a guy who just rushes the passer? Um, and will he see his value the same way? I doubt it. I I would think it almost reminds me of Mark Anderson, who had a big sack here. Here, Patriots put a limit on that, and he thought he was more expensive. And he went to Buffalo. He flamed out, of course, but he got paid. So good for him. Um, slot playmaker uh you're going to need another offensive tackle and so on and so forth again this is at bostonsportsjournal.com if you want to get my full uh breakdown yes. um here's our bsj member question make sure you know 39.99 that's it for a year uh of coverage of all the boston sports uh sean mcadam is uh down in fort myers right now covering the red Sox. john corrales is all over the celtics we're about to hash out our Bruins beat for the final stretch run, uh, but we've got a couple of good young bucks doing a good job uh, over there. And, of course, I'll be all over the Patriots in the NFL all offseason. No days off here, uh, and we're not lying about that, unlike uh, Belichick. But so BSA member question. So Hamilton uh, said, he said, I mean, the math jokes are cute, and I was basically uh, in one of my columns, I made some jokes about how Belichick just doesn't seem like he wants to do complex math when it comes to pushing cap out and things like that. He, they're very much, they, they are way behind the times in the NFL in terms of uh, creating cap space and maneuvering that. Um, and he says, uh, I mean, the math jokes are cute, but I suspect the philosophy to avoid pushing spending down the road is at least a teensy bit driven by ownership. They've repeatedly said that this is their ideal and that BB has every incentive to go wild now and push all the pain back three to four years when he doesn't have to eat it. If he doesn't do that, dementia would be my first guess as to the cost. Uh, so, you know, basically, you know, I just wanted to make a point about, you know, Belichick in that I, I just don't think that, um, you know, I just don't think they use all the avenues they can to compete to make this team uh, more competitive. And uh, I don't, that doesn't, I, and I wanted to make it a point. And I've asked about this. I asked about it last year and I talked to some important people in the Patriots organization. And they told me, number one, Belichick does not have a budget when it comes to the team. You can make of that what you will. The other thing is they do not have a prohibition on pushing cap out in the future years. They said that they've done it before. They have very minor, um, you know, and I'm sure they're referencing like Brady and stuff like that. But uh, as far as being aggressive to do that, they haven't done that. And ownership will tell you that's not a restriction that they put on Belichick. Again, make of that what you will. I just think that Bill doesn't like to do it. I don't think he likes – you know, if he does it for one player, then it opens up to another player and another agent is calling him. How about this? Like, we want more money up front, blah, blah, blah. Um, so 
I just wanted to uh, make that clear. But uh, I wanted to thank everybody for enduring this uh, solo effort by me. I hope you like it. I, I, I like to do it every now and then. I also like having Nick here to bounce things off of. Um, but make sure you support our sponsors, Athletic Greens. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. You will feel better as soon as you start taking it. Um, and great time to do that right before spring and, and things like that. And also betonline.ag where you can bet on everything that's going on right now, especially hoops, uh, get some baseball futures going in. Hey, and golf's back. You can bet on golf. So make sure you check that out. <laughs>